and welcome to the YBNB show. Uh, today is uh, Friday, our business day, and uh, as many of you know, um, and there are many, many of you who follow us now, so thank you for that. Um, I run this live three times a week, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and on Mondays uh, we cover tips and hints for uh, body, and Wednesdays we do mindset, and Fridays we do business. And sometimes I'm lucky enough to have a guest on to help me um, share uh you know some some of these hints and tips and i'm really pleased that today's one of those days and i've got the uh the lovely and eminent harry singer with me um so hi harry hey angela you know what i love being on shows that i actually watch <laughs> that's a yeah. really cool thing so i do watch your shows so i love being on it as well oh brilliant well well um before uh, we because once me and harry start talking um it's hard to get a word in edgeway so i'm gonna sort of uh, i'm gonna sort of Commandeer the front of it, and just to tell you a bit about Harry, we're going to talk today about speaking, in particular speaking with impact, and um, and in particular as well, you know, if, uh, the benefits of speaking uh, for your business, um, whether you own the business or whether you work within the business. And um, with Harry, he's been speaking um, since uh, age of sixteen, more than thirty years, and um, uh, you know, some of the stats are phenomenal. One of which is has actually spoken and served over a million people, and he'll go and tell you a bit more about that. Um, I actually saw Harry speak, I remember the first time, a few times, but the first time was, I think it was about 2015, and uh, you were at the, I was watching Tony Robbins, I love Tony Robbins events, and so I was towards the front, and then on you pop, you know, you came on, and I think there was about 13,000, um, and I think that you're very consistent in the way that you actually speak, Harry, because, you know, just as if it were 20 people or 13,000 on that day, you literally had the audience in your palm of your hand, very authentic, got them very involved. And I know that your mission is, you know, has evolved really over the years to a point where what you say is you want to help people find their voice and help them serve with impact. And in so doing, that's what you're doing as well. Um, so, so I love talking to you, love listening to you speak. And um, I think it'd be very useful today to sort of elaborate on the skills required and, and how other people can do it. Let's do it. Let's yeah. add some value. So, um, so tell us a little bit, first of all, about, um, you know, what the benefits are of, of speaking before we actually go into learning to speak, if indeed that's necessary, you know, what are the benefits of business people in their career um, to actually sort of bother to sort of go to the trouble of speaking in the first place? Because a lot of people don't like it. Yeah, no, what a great place to start. That's how it should be, right? So when you said, yeah, let's talk about speaking in business, I was like, yeah, I'd be like, of course, why not? <laughs> but let's unpack it a little bit more, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in business, also in life, but specifically in business, I always want to make sure like, you know, when we cover like why, it's always, it's really important to say like, what, what's the downside? And then also let's look at what the upside is. And especially in current climate, I always say that the biggest one for me is when people have not taken on developing their communication it's just not just call it public public speakers when they take on their communication and public speaking if they leave it if it's just left because of whether it's fear or i'm not good at it or i shouldn't be able to do this i can't do it then the biggest one is missed opportunities and when i say missed opportunities it goes back to when we was at school like oh i want to i want to really show what i've done but i don't want to speak i don't want to be in front of the stage or... I, I was going to ask that question i didn't ask it and then someone else did and it was a great question things like that yeah, yeah exactly and you're like oh that's okay I, yeah. I don't mind i don't mind being called shy i don't want to be called stupid and we always take that on board and it carries on into 
you know, some of the most successful people in, in their industries and so on, they're like, you know, they let someone else in the company or the organization or go, oh, I'll let them do it. And then secretly they're like envious of them. They're like regretting them a little bit, but they're like, oh, I'm so glad I didn't do it though. Because the pain and the fear takes over more than the actual pleasure and the gain and everything that you get from it. But what is the downside now, especially if you're in business and in the workplaces, you're going to miss out on opportunities and you're doing it subconsciously just because some fear or something. I'm going to say opportunities for many of them. It's like promotion. And, you know, if you speak to people, if you look at the statistics of many people, the reason why they didn't follow through and take that promotion or that opportunity, because the higher up that ladder you go, it involves a little bit more presenting, speaking, communicating, influencing, all of those things. But they're like, I'd rather stay where I am. And staying where you are is never good in business. It's like in life, if you're not growing, you're dying. So if you're a business owner and you're like, yep, I'll leave it to other people, you're sort of taking care of it. You're growing there. But it's, it's about you as an individual and you as a team, especially in a business. And I always say, if you're not taking opportunities, then you're going to miss out on things. You're going to miss out on income. I always say many people go, oh, you get paid what you're worth. I'm like, no, no, there are some people sitting in organizations. We know leaders aren't just the ones who are by title. The leaders are the ones that, and my definition of leadership is when you take on a responsibility for the well-being of a group of people. That's like my definition of leadership, right? So there are people who are like silent leaders, service leaders, right? And I always say to them, a lot of that is bullshit. That's you just trying to go, look, I don't need to shine. And I always say, no, it's not about you being on the public. It's not about you being a star. It's about you still being able to improve your skills at communication with the one-on-one and the two people. So what is the downside? I would say, you know, not, getting those opportunities it's not like you're missing opportunities you're literally shunning and not looking for them right uh, you're not being seen you're not getting paid what you're worth and the other part is this is many people think i'll just knuckle down especially business i'll knuckle down and i'll get success and achievement mm. and success and achievement is like great but there's a part of them that says you know i wanted i wanted to do something so that's why i always call it find your voice and serve with impact find your voice isn't about speaking it's about taking care of what i call emotional constipation all the things that have held the real you down get that out so that's the downside what's the plus side the plus side is you know the one of the biggest boosts in, in life in workplace in business confidence mm. it's like a it's like what you call it like the comfort zone you, you improve your skills as a communicator as a speaker it will impact other areas. It just, it just will exponentially. The other part is, why are people in business? I always say to people, when you're in business, you know, you've got to know a few things, right? You've got to know what you do, right? You've got to know why. This is the thing about what, what you do, how you do it, and who you do it with. They're usually the three things people say the core elements of business, what you do, how you do it, who you do it with. You've got to become crystal clear about it, right? But there is that other one that people miss, why you do it. And here's the reason I bring that up is people say to me, oh, I can tell people what I do. I can tell people how we do it because these are all processes. And I also can tell them who we do it for. And then I go, but 
whine and they struggle to hit a brick wall. I say it's critically important for every business owner and for anybody that wants to raise their value in an organization, you've got to improve your ability to communicate your ideas, add impact, influence. And if you can't communicate what you do, how you do it, who you do it for, and more importantly, the, the why, then you're missing out. If you don't um, communicate in any, you know, in any sort of um, larger scale way, way either the one-to-one or unwritten, there's a few things that happen. I mean, there's nothing like knowing that you've got to actually speak on any sort of platform to really have to condense your thoughts properly into. And that really helps you because as you're working, working through, even if you're not doing a formal presentation, as you're working through what you're going to say, it, it does spark off different thoughts. It, it, so it crystallizes your own thoughts. Um, but also, uh, you know, you, you can't make the impact that maybe you, you want to um, unless you communicate your message. And you can't just communicate it once. You've got to communicate it many, many times on many different platforms to many different people. And your message evolves the more that you communicate it as well. Um, and, and some people may think, well, you know, I've got nothing to say or nothing that anyone's want to, or going to want to listen to, um, let alone the skills to do it. So let's address that point first. You know, when people think that, well, you know, I'm not a speaker because what I do is I work in, I don't know, you know, finance and um so I'm not a speaker and I've got nothing to say. What would you, what would you say to that? Uh, just, it's a brilliant one. It's a, because I always say that we've got so many myths about what public speaking is and who should become a public speaker. One of those things, first of all, let me break some of those myths there. One is um, that people think, oh, public speaking means now I'm going to be speaking at the AGM. I'm going to be speaking on huge stages with 30,000 people and people are going to make me do this and so on. And it's like, but one of those myths is, Public speaking isn't always about speaking. It's about listening mm. and it's about learning. The more you, the greater you become as a listener, the yeah. greater you become at how we learn, the byproduct of that is you become a greater communicator. And the, yeah. with by saying that, here's the challenge. Mm. Most people think, oh, I'm an introvert. I'm like, I'm not, this isn't really me, you know, uh, speaking is for all of the extroverts that want to be on show. And I always say to people, you know what, that's another one of what I call the BS of PS, right? The BS of public speaking is that introverts can't become great speakers. Well, BS of PS, I like that. I'm one of the introvert speakers. And yeah. for years, I mean, those that know me well, most time, I'm probably the quietest one in the room sometimes. And I remember being at many events and people always say, he doesn't, you know, he's, he doesn't say much. But I remember one person put it brilliantly. I was, a, I was, I was, did a lot of work for an organization. And when I left, the head of the organization said to me, you know what, this young man, he doesn't say a lot, but when he speaks, everybody listens. And I was like, I like that. Because mm. that was so much better for me as an introvert than like, I've got to be the, you know, the life and soul of the party. No, no. So, but I think that's, that's the thing people, you know, everybody has got some message to share. And, um, you know, they, when we talk about thought leadership, uh, one of the things that, um, you know, if we take this, this example, as I said, someone in finance, for example, so they want to become a thought leader. Um, and uh, they may believe that that's going to boil down to just working really, really hard in their job or really, really hard on their business. And ultimately, somehow they will, you know, their, their message will get through because um, they, they will care passionately about something. You said to me 
um, once before, and I just thought it was brilliant. You said, well, if you're not sure about an area that you want to sort of make impact in, and of course, to make impact, you've got to speak, uh, you've got to communicate, let's say, um, you said either look at what you really, really care about, you know, a thing that you love, or look at a thing that really pisses you off. And, um, and that's going to give you a subject to speak on, because we can all answer that, can't we? 100%, 100%. And you already tapped on something different about thought leaders. There are thought leaders out there who are brilliant. They're the world's most greatest thought leaders. They're channeled in and they bring in all these amazing new ideas. They, they should be getting PhDs and all of this stuff. But then there's been a thought leader and then there's been able to communicate those thoughts. That's just the gap. That's what it is. This is, this is the biggest part of it. Anybody can be a thought leader. And on your point there, when I said, like, you know, people were talking about, you know, I want to make a difference in the world. I don't know what to do. And, you know, when I say find your voices, serve with impact, I always say there's three parts. Find your voices, getting in touch with your true core energy, right? What you do when you're at your best, can you bring that same energy into your business, your life, your relationships, whatever you're doing? Mm. And then when it says serve with impact, it means let's, let's put some coherence on that crazy energy. So for you to create impact, you've got to be able to communicate and then influence and then help people transform. So the point you made was, I think I've uh, evolved. I've, I've spoke to more and more young people about that same concept. I say like, you know, what, what do you care about? You know, what are you passionate about? They go, nothing, right? And then you go, okay, what really pisses you off? And then the stuff that they were coming oh, about that what pisses you off, that. yeah, yeah, I'd be like, and what I realized was we, what we get pissed off about now is what we're usually influenced by social media and media, which isn't always a great thing. So I've moved it into an area where I've said, and this is probably the deeper bit. I always say, if you could help people, if you could just help people in a way, what could you, you know, who would you like to help? Mm. And go back to what you were doing as a kid and what you really like, you know, you were doing well and you, how could you help people that way? Just starting on that, just by being present. Oh, I'm a good listener. I'm good at organizing. I'm good at this. You start to, and after a while, you're like, oh, I found a different way to help people. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's, don't, don't start running until you can start walking. So this is, that you know, impact I, is important. I think that's brilliant, you know, because again, I'm just sort of thinking about this finance example. I don't know why I picked finance, but I suppose, you know, when you talk to people who are um, more in the sort of analytical numerate, um, area they very often are that way because they're very analytical and they're not maybe quite they don't see themselves as an expressive person as much but if you take that example someone there could be talking about how you know how expert they are on um, the three key financial statements I saw a bloke called uh, Keith Cunningham he's one of the best speakers I've ever seen have you come across him before yeah and Keith wasn't Keith wasn't a great speaker in the first like, I've known Keith for like over 30 years now and Keith was all about like concepts and it was just brilliant right the keys of all but then when he got into like on the tony stadium start then he got better and it's like you know hello hello like, yeah that's him and, and it's amazing that someone can make started to master it yeah yeah you know he's made a, pre a presentation about cash flow forecasts p l's balance sheets really super entertaining um it's such a good example so they, like you said, so things that people all have things that they really, really care about. And yeah. uh, if they were to dig deep, they would find that. So now they've got their subject. So now we know why to speak in business, what the benefits are, what the downsides are, and not doing it. We now know how to find a subject. So, okay, people are convinced with that. 
well, you know, now they think they're not a good speaker. And they would look at you and me and say, oh, you know, but you're used to it, so that's fine. Um, I, I do think my experience, and I've not spoken to audiences as large as yours, or for as long as you have, but um, as we were saying earlier, you know, once you've spoken to like a few thousand versus 20, it's a sort of a, a pretty similar experience. And the feedback I got uh, when I spoke on um, stage of success resources, and there was about six and a half thousand there. The feedback I got was it was so great. You were so laid back. You know, so everybody has got a different style and it appeals to different parts of the audience. So you don't have I'd to be this to, massive yeah, entertainer. I'd, I'd love to share with your viewers sort of the Harry Singer analysis of Angela Middleton on the journey. Because it's like when I talk about this, find your voice and so with impact, it's there's Angela Middleton, super successful in corporate world and then created her own company, made that super successful. And by everybody else's terms, it's like, you know, she's got it. She, and then all of a sudden, when you took that whole process of transforming your body, because you'd always been interested in personal development and helping other people yeah. learn that, even when we met about helping young people, you know, in careers and things. And I, I always look at it, and when I see that transformation, in the moment you transformed your body and your business, you were like, I love I actually this lights me up this bring and yeah. it's like it made your business go like even like yeah. exponential growth but then when you started to take it and put it on a stage here's what you did why I want everybody to hear this because it answers what you were sort of asking me stop becoming about you yeah and you were like this is freaking amazing this is like oh my god and yeah I've had to work at it I've had to master it but I made a few little distinctions, but why did I have to wait X number of years for this, bro? Let yeah. me get this out. And now mm. you're at this in 2021. And I'm like, I hear from some of the women and some of the business owners that you're working with, and they're like, my life has transformed. <laughs> and I know that's why you do it. Yeah, because so it's, it's, it's no it, comes from, it has to come out, doesn't it? This is it. This, and this is what I mean by find your voice. You yeah. found your voice, what I call energy. As an Indian, I always say energy means something different to me because as we grew up, we called our aunties, Auntie G, Uncle G, Nanny G, Daddy G. And I always say to kids, like, what's the most important G? And they'd always go, Mummy G. And I went, no, energy. Right? Oh, yeah. And what I mean by that is our core energy is you found this amazing energy that you could mm -hmm. bring to all your businesses. And this is why when someone's sitting there thinking, you know what? Yeah, but it's all right for Angela. You were never that person that was like, oh, I'm just going to go jump up on a stage. You do it in a boardroom, mm. you do this. But now it's a case of why is it so important to become a great, not just to, not just improve your speaking skills. It's no longer enough. Mm. You've got to stand out. And why? Because you now don't speak to two people or 10 people. Like you said, you spoke to like seven and a half thousand people. Yeah. That's called yeah. impact. But it wasn't. And this is that bit, we go back to those people who are thinking, I can't speak or I'm not this. I just want you to understand this. There's another what I call BS or PS, and that is this so-called glossophobia, so-called fear of public speaking. Mm. It's complete BS. Yeah. Because it's not fear of public speaking, it's fear of public shaming. And I want you to understand, it's like when well, people realise Yeah, fear of freezing or looking silly or... Yeah, yeah. all of this. And who yeah. fears that? Who fears that? People who have experienced it. 
So always say you need to take care of that, right? But don't don't self-diagnose yourself with a condition that you don't have. But I always say, people, it's not about you becoming a celebrity. It's about you becoming celebrated. Mm. So it isn't always about having to jump on a stage. It is about you. I'll go back to the basics. For you to become a world-class speaker, you've got to know how to create and structure your content. Not just for you, for the audience. Yeah. You've also got to learn how to deliver it. And I'm talking whether it's a presentation in a boardroom or whether it's to 20,000 people. It's not what we say, it's how we say it. And I always, I always say that it's so many people know that. They know the concept. It's not what we say, it's how we say it. So yeah. why are we not working on how we say things, right? That's what it really comes down to. And I believe anybody, anybody can improve their communication. Why? Because they've got to learn everything about how we listen, how we communicate, and then take what the masters are doing. I remember every master was once a disaster. They had to learn it, like Keith Cunningham, even Tony Robbins, go back and look at he was years ago, right? And I get to work with some of the most amazing speakers on the planet yeah. who are still seeking tips from me. And then yeah. we can always keep growing. So that's why I say the only reason most people, 74% of the planet are freaking out about public speaking, right? So therefore they're not even gonna take that step. But if you want to grow in your business, I keep saying it, your success is proportional to your ability to communicate your ideas and concepts and messages, especially what you do, how you do it, who you do it for and why. If you're not doing it, you're left behind. And I think um, it's interesting you, you're saying that because I know that um, Andy, uh, Andy Lapata, we both know, he wrote a book called uh, And Death Came Third, where um, he said, you know, that it was... Uh, actually public speaking was a bigger fear for people than actually dying. Um, one of the things that um, I have learned to um, eradicate nerves if you're in a big audience is you just really think about the person that you're talking to and, um, and that could be a person or person's a big group. And all you're thinking about is, do they understand me? Are they getting it? Should I say it a different way? Am I seeing recognition in, you know, and nodding heads? And, and the more you focus on them, you forget all about how you're standing, where you're standing, what you're doing. I mean, obviously you, there are techniques and, and it's good to know those so they become second nature and you want to have your content sorted. But the more you focus on them and what and are they understanding you and are they getting it and is it worth them being there, the more I think that you have a, an impactful... 100%. And those, those, things, those things can be learned and yeah. practiced and mastered. And it links to what I said before. Um, remember, like... My, my own personal story of my dad being abusive and you know domestic violence. And one of the things he used to call me was Beer Sharam. And in Punjabi, that means you got no shame. And now I'm the speaker coach that trains other speakers to be Beer Sharam, have no shame. And they're like, oh, that sounds crude, but that's exactly what you've just said. Yeah. That you're there not worried about, you've got no shame about what your hair looks like, what your nose is like, what your accent, like, I've got an East London accent. People yeah. told me I needed elocution lessons. I'm like, are you kidding me? Right. So now, because when I I remember that, I think I think it was that event at UPW in like 2015. There was someone had a video of me as I was about to go on the stage, and they said, "Hey, Harry, what are you thinking as you go on in front of 10,000 people?" I looked at them and said, "It's about them." Mm. <laughs> and then I went on the stage yeah, because yeah. it's about adding. And I think probably this is probably a better answer to your question about why should anyone really give a monkey about speaking and business 
whether you're in a workplace, whether you're a business owner, when you're working in a business, it all comes down to adding value. And mm. what I mean is this leadership and serving is serving others, but self-leadership. If you're not able to bring the best you, you're cheating the business. You're cheating your partner. You're cheating the people in your life. And the only reason you're cheating is because you was afraid. And I'm like, let's yeah. get over that fear because it's a wrong diagnosis. There is something that we can do, but let's get over that first hurdle. That's why I always say it's about value add. You're, and, and you will not be well. the person they get rid of when redundancies come around. If so you so are the true. person that can communicate the ideas, you are valued. That's what I keep saying. And you Sorry, must I was do it. I mean, you've got, got me on another subject here, but <clears throat> I will digress just quickly because I always think, you know, <clears throat> because people don't recognize their potential or because they're afraid to sort of come out of their comfort zone or because, you know, they're so wrapped up in earning a living, paying the mortgage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Probably walking around us are uh, artists, you know, musicians, singers, actors, speakers, you know, business owners. They will, we will never know about it. We will never see their talents. They will never see their talents. And I, I find that um, so frustrating, which is why I'm always trying to get people to see their potential. The minute I hear them say, well, you know, well, I could have, I'm on it, you know, like do it, do it, do it now. But anyway, having convinced me. That, that links, that links to what, yeah. remember what we spoke about was, when they said, oh, Harry Singer works with elite performers to become F elite performers. And it wasn't F in elite performance, it was actually fulfilled elite performance. Because yeah. here's, the, here's the paradox. Those artists realize fulfillment is an art. Mm. And then all the elite performers, where they got that scientific processes and formulas to get to success and achievement, they're not bringing the two together. So these artists need a bit of, you know, all the science and then the, art, the scientists need a bit of the art and then you become what I call fulfill achievement. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. So people will feel that sense of fulfillment as well. Um, so people now are convinced that, okay, so they can do it, they know how to do it. We're going to come on because I know you've got various different um, programs where you help people, uh, you know, to learn this skill as well if, if, uh, they, if they want to do that. But um, what I love about the, the current technology and the move away from sort of paid for media, paid for TV um, appearances, et cetera, et cetera, is that now we've all got a platform if we want it. You know, we've just switched on this Zoom, we're going live, we're live on Instagram, live on Facebook. And, um, you know, hi everybody. <laughs> and we get a lot more people actually, if they trip up over us on, on live or they tune in live, that's, that's brilliant, but we do get a lot of people who look at it afterwards, but they still see the fact that it was live, you know, so I think it's a bit more engaging than if it's really, you know, constructed and presented. So we've all got these potential platforms. People don't have to worry about being booked anymore, you know, for people to listen to them because they can start putting out content already right. and, um, and end up with their own podcast, their own series, their own live show, just as, you know, I've done here and just as I know you've done. Um, but if people do want to get into speaking, any tips on that of where to speak, what platforms are best? Yeah, 100%. I think it's really important people realise there are only ever three criteria that I measure people on when it comes to speaking. It's how you create the content. It's really important that you learn that, master that, learn that from someone. The second part is how you deliver. And how you deliver is about how you present. But how you deliver also now, we live in a world of what that platform is, right? And we'll come back to that because that's your question. But the third part was how you monetize your message, right? Because you know people got to be clear that 
from many speakers. I watch many speakers who are very heart centered. You know, Harry, it's not about money. I'm like, well, there's money sitting on the table. <laughs> there is income that you, you're just leaving there that you could put into not-for-profit distribution. So it's really important that people get that. But this, this thing about platforms, most people are not even going to get to that stage that you're talking about because they're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to talk about? Right, then learn that, how to get what you've got, put it into content. Yeah. When it comes to delivery, I always say, uh, you know, people hide behind videos sometimes because they think they're going to take another cut. Like we're live, so we can't stop. And if I yeah. if I cough or I spill my water, I <laughs> can't do anything. Right? Well, I've done a few of these in this series. I've had the dogs come rehearsing in. I've had the <laughs> laptop fall off. Go dead. You had someone turn up at the door or something, and you yeah. went to answer the door or whatever. <laughs> but I always say this is this is the bit about authenticity with purpose. Yeah. So if you're too polished, if you're too robotic, you're not going to be deemed as a professional speaker in what I call that standard of being world class. But when it comes to platforms, I always say it's a bit like marketing as far as I'm concerned, right? Uh, I always say there's like 18 to 20 different ways you can market, get your message out find two or three that you really are in your flow with and do those so for many people they go oh you've got to go do facebook you could go do this i turn around and say you know what you've got clubhouse where you can just talk it doesn't matter you don't have to get your hair done or anything yeah because that's really growing now clubhouse isn't Definitely, it yeah. do you and speak a lot on clubhouse harry not really because i go on some groups and i think what am i doing here right so i usually go on if someone's running the group yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's like anything when it starts out um but for me, it's I just there are certain groups that I go and join in with. But mm. it's a great platform for like when I keep talking about find your voice, find your voice sometimes means I need a platform to share my voice. Right. Yeah. So, you know, Facebook lives, YouTube, all of these things are available to us. But I always say, you know what, the first thing you've got to be doing is just you know, do that presentation in front of the mirror. right? Get a couple of people in. And if you're, you know, if you want to go step by step, there are three ways and it's, it's the three levels of communication as well. You can write stuff, mm. then you can speak it, and then you can do the video or in person where they see you. And the reason why people worry about that is because subconsciously they understand that communication comes from what we're doing, yeah. how we're saying it rather than mm. what we're saying. Because when we're writing, you can just have poetry mm. and then you suddenly put someone on stage and they're like, well, they're reading it. Well, it's like, it's not happening. So on platforms, there, there are so many, there'll be more coming. I would just say to people, you know, find what platform works for you. And they go, how do I know? I go, well, what do you watch? Cause like people go, what do I watch? I, I watch like your video podcast. Cause I like seeing it for something I can consume on the phone. If it's short, bang. Yeah. I'm also an audible person. So when I'm running in the morning or walking, I'm like listening. And you can so, speak up an audible. I like that as well. Yeah. 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 And that's, and see what I'm saying is like, we're like, we, we value time. So I'm like, yeah. I can go through two chapters on 1.5 speed. Right? So yeah, find the platform that you consume yourself. But if it's really business, I would always say, what platform do your people consume and, you know, yeah. get good at that. And, you know, don't, don't, don't think you're going to master anything in a day just have that have that faith in imperfect action you know just just keep taking that action if and if you're worried it's you're worried at what people are going to think about you deal with that 
it can yeah. be someone get over that yeah think more done. about them rather than yourself so 100%. i've got a few people there's one one particular person on um ybnb and she's she's a phenomenal businesswoman really really successful but really quite shy uh in terms of communicating she looks beautiful and you know there's no reason and she speaks beautifully there's no reason so what we did there was um every i said to her right every day when you're going for a walk give me a little clip of what you're just anything whatever you're doing in the and she started off you know sort of looking down like that and it's funny old angle and all of that and not quite sure and you know and after just even about a week it was the cameras up you know she's like smiley eye contact a lot more confident so it's just a bit of practice isn't it and um and starting somewhere simple, and yeah, to steps. But and i think um, you know what why i think this is a challenge for many people especially when they've got good at something the things that we're good at, they're in our comfort zone. Yeah. And I always say, so when someone says like, it's even like, I remember I watched your episode where people are like, you started to introduce people to macros and, you know, my my fitness planner. And I never like, for people that were like, they were not sure what this was. Yeah. But once you start using it, it's really difficult to work yeah. out every single thing you're in. But after a while, you're like, wow, this is amazing because now I know these three things are going to, so it's, it's just like that beginning. It's just that That's momentum right. that you can pick up. But most elite performers, successful people, they're like, I can't be seen not good at something. Yeah. Right? Like, right. Then people will doubt me and everything. Yeah. It's just not right. So you're just getting on to, um, you know, people that, that want to do it at elite performer level or even want to do it at all and want to get started. Um, I know you've come on to sort of share value and you have done, but I still want people to know about your programs if they actually want to do some, something a bit more formally. So just tell us quickly about, about all the, you know, because you work with high performers, but I know you've got an online program. You've got things like that, haven't you, to help people with speaking? Yeah, I, I think it's really important people understand why I do what I do. We, we just talked about it all. Mm. And how can, mm. when, I, when this whole concept, the whole thing about find your voice and serve with impact, me growing up as a child with all the pain that I experienced, I never told anybody what went on. Mm. And then I realized that what saved me was helping other people. So my, my why is that helping other people. And then it was like, how can I help other people? And I realized it was when I finally got over what I call my emotional constipation and I found my voice. And that was like me being a speaker at the age of 16. I was realized, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to help people find their voice. And I believe everybody has a right and deserves to find their true voice and then serve with impact and authentically. So I'm, I'm more interested in creating a world of service leaders who are authentically and consistently doing good, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that's my why. So when I say, okay, right, I can help people find their voices serve with impact, whether they're starting out, whether they're in corporations in business, or whether they believe they're at the top of their game. So for me, I, I create a company called World Class Speakers Academy because I realized it wasn't just about becoming a speaker, it was about at the highest standard. And um, so, yeah, I, I have programs for people who are starting out where I call it like, you know, give them challenges, seven mm -hmm. days to create world-class content. By the end of it, bang, you will create world-class content that you can remember, positions you as an authority, all the extra stuff that you need to know, boom, done. Yeah. And also seven days of delivery. So now you know how to deliver. Those that want a bit more, and I always say, you know, I. I was a big fan of, because I worked with a few people at elite level, the rest of the stuff I want to give away, but still make sure people value it. So there are programs there, but the biggest one, probably the middle range 
the middle range, I always say you can get speaker training from my company at worldclassspeakersacademy.com or anybody else. Just I'm more passionate about people learning how to speak. I champion other public speakers. I, it was an amazing conversation on Clubhouse when someone said, Harry, oh, you've got all these other people that your competition. And I said, uh, they can't compete with me. And they thought I was being arrogant. I said, it's not they can't compete with me because arrogance. I'm going, they, I, I help them. I champion them. I want them to win, right? Because they're helping people. And so now it's more for me. I want to help people become stand out world-class speakers. So that way, because the world needs people in their sectors, not just to improve their communication, you know, when we get squeezed, people are looking at who are the most valuable. And I think, you know, the more people that we can help do that, they can then really shine that light. So, yeah, that's it. If anybody wants that, it's like, you know, harrysinger.com, worldclassspeakersacademy.com. All of those things are there. That, that's probably learn. the best way. And they can learn about uh, all the other, we haven't got time to talk about it today, but I would definitely um, ask you to come on again to talk about impact because some of the things that you've done, you know, you've done... I know every year, you know, pre-pandemic, you you were uh, traveling the world actually, doing some wonderful stuff with um, with uh, disadvantaged children, with women that have suffered of, uh, abuse, and uh, you've done some fantastic work. So, um, and again, the ability to speak and communicate has enabled you to make that impact. So, uh, if people want to hear about that, then um, jump onto uh, harrysinger.com, and you know, you can find out a bit more about Harry's work. Um, but for now, thanks so much, Harry. Hopefully. Uh, uh, we've um, we've helped some people and we'll see some more uh, speakers as a result. Always, even if we haven't, we've had fun. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. it's always, it's always lovely to talk to you. Okay, see you soon. Okay. Thanks so much. Right. Thank you. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye.